I'm here to be an all-time great. great. Now rocking with the best. Perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow. The Lakers repeat back-to-back title. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, he's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great Showtime feed. The greatest Laker show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day. Go Lakers! All right, ready? What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the latest edition of the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. And on, on live on Zoom, I got Jonathan Mathis from Sports Chronicle. How's it going, man? What up? What up, Big Baby John? It's always fun to hop on, man. It's always fun. Yeah, man, it is, man. So in today's show, we're going to talk about the Last Dance documentary, the last two episodes, and Lakers. The Lakers are potentially returning to practice this Saturday. So let's first talk about the Last Dance. So what is your thoughts about last night's dance documentary? Give us your thoughts, John. I want to hear your thoughts about it. Well, you know what I what – I, really uh, liked about yesterday's episode was that it talked more about why he decided to play baseball. And I already knew why he decided to play baseball. I think Michael Jordan, more than anything, needed a break from basketball. Mm -hmm. You know, he needed to clear his mind a bit after losing his father, something Mm -hmm. that was, you know, traumatic in his life. Um, losing a dad from experience, I can tell you, mm. is very tough. I lost my dad at age 11. Mm. So I could, uh, you know, empathize with Jordan. I know what any man would go through losing their father, especially if he was close to your dad, like Michael Jordan was. Mm-hmm. So I think he needed to step away from basketball a bit. Uh, even though he, even though there was uh, constant uh, questions about whether or not he would come out of retirement and we mm. saw that he did you know he was constantly bombarded with questions about whether or not would he ever play in the NBA again and he came back he made mm. a comeback um 96 was an emotional year for him after uh the Bulls knocked off the Supersonics to uh win um another championship mm-hmm. and you know I really like that episode because it talked more about the relationship that he had with his dad. Um, it talked more about um, the tragedy that occurred in his life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it shows you that um, we're all human. Yep. I Things agree, man. happen to all of us in life. You know, mm-hmm. it's not only, it's not only our idols. It's not only uh, NBA legends. It's everybody. And, uh, so many people could relate to Michael Jordan who might have been close to their fathers and lost their dads as well. So I really uh, enjoyed last night's episode, and I enjoyed the the, the previous ones mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's been a good documentary. It, it's well put together. Um, it's really organized. It has a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very informative. Mm-hmm. I think they went um, all in on it, and it, you know, provides great detail. Yeah, for me, man, overall, the documentary is good. Love it. Love, like, just them giving us in-depth to Michael Jordan and his career and all that. But mm-hmm. when I realized I'm glad Michael Jordan gave Sky Pippen a shout-out, you know? Mm-hmm. Give him a shout-out like that. And also, what hit home, what like, made me tear up was him, his 
father passing and stuff, it's like, dang, you know, and maybe that's, I feel like Michael Jordan retired to go feel his dream with his dad, you know, play baseball. You know, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan was great at baseball, you know, certain people say Michael Jordan can't hit the T-ball. It's like, come on, man. It's, a lot of people hate on Michael Jordan. You know, people need to stop doing that and watch greatness. Cause I never watched the medal. I was born in 1993. I was a Kobe fan. Started watching Lakers around when they played Indiana in the playoffs. But I know, no, I know about Michael Jordan's greatness. You know, I can't hate on it. But if you see Michael Jordan and you look at Kobe, they're basically the same player. Like if you really dissect, you know, Kobe Bryant called the Lakers soft to Charmin, and then you mm-hmm. see Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan get that they're just basically the same person, basketball wise. But outside, I feel like. Kobe was more still wanting to win. Michael Jordan has this. Here's the thing. People are like, oh, Michael Jordan's the greatest. He is, but as an owner or as a GM, is he a GM or owner on Charlotte? I think he's the owner, right? He's the owner. Yeah, he's yes. the owner. He's not a good owner. He he doesn't – He's he, that Charlotte team is not good. I feel like if he's out of there, I think Charlotte would do better, but maybe he should do something else. Maybe like a trainer for like the Charlotte Hornets or something, you know? That would be cool. That would be kind of cool. Maybe get the players over there, talented develop them, you know, because I know Michael Jordan's competitive as hell, you know. I remember he, uh, if, if I was his name, but I remember him smacking, a, oh, uh, I forgot his name, but I remember him smacking somebody in the head. It was a, a Charlotte and somebody playing. I remember him on the sidelines with the player and like smacked him inside the head. Oh, yeah. Malik, I, his name I, was I, Malik Monk. Malik Monk. Oh, there you go, yeah. yeah Malik Monk. I, had, yeah, I, I wrote it down. Dude but from Kentucky. Yeah. Dude came out of Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Malik Monk. Uh, well, you know, that's the thing that both Michael Jordan and Kobe had in common. Mm-hmm. They hated to lose. Yep, I totally agree. And they both were fierce competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't care about hurting your feelings. They would get in your face. If they felt that you weren't playing hard enough and you weren't giving 110%, they would get on your rear end. And yep. it wouldn't be pleasant for any player who uh, who didn't, Accept criticism mm-hmm. uh, because if you played with those guys, you had to accept criticism mm-hmm. and you had to man up and you had to take what was coming to you. And yeah. you know, you, you hear the story about Michael Jordan punching uh, Steve Kerr in the face, <laughs> and Steve Kerr even said that made him a better player, that made him go out and compete harder, you know. And yeah. like he said, he didn't have any heart feelings. He took it like a man, and it basically toughened him up. It's like a big brother toughening up a little brother. Yep, just like you Kobe know. toughened Powell up in uh, 2000. When we got when we, when we lost in 2008, I still never watched 2008 finals after we blown got blown out. I still don't re, rewind it or anything. I, don't even, I just don't even look it up on YouTube at all. But after that finals, Powell got toughened up by, by Kobe. He got bullied by Kevin Garnett, Kendrick Perkins, Leon Poe. The last two championships, 2009, 2010, Powell toughened up, more physical in the post, you know. Yeah. I, and and Kobe and Lamar Odom had – I don't know, Kobe, just Kobe in general, man, he don't play that – I have to say he don't play that shit. You know what I mean? He don't play that. He don't play that. Oh, let's, let's, we lost by 40. Let's go get something neat. Let's go do some TikToks. You just lost by 40. You're going to go party? Hell no. Get your ass in the gym. We're going to watch film and go to work. You know, a lot, yeah. of play, a lot of players in today's NBA are buddy-buddy or let's go get some – let's make some TikToks together. You know, it's like, come on, man. I don't like, I don't like yeah. the generation. Let, I like the go, old school. Let's go basketball. hang out at the bar, get yeah. a few drinks. Yeah. Uh, they want to team up with each other uh. and, and form these dream teams and, and super teams or whatever you want to call them. No. And, you know, that kind of 
that kind of takes away from the competitive nature of mm-hmm. the game. Yep. Uh, something that I was used to seeing growing up in the 90s. You know, mm-hmm. you had you had competitors on both ends of the floor. Uh, you had a lot of parity in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nowadays, like you said, you have players who want to be best friends off the court. And I think that's why Isaiah Thomas wasn't liked by the masses. I think that's why Magic Johnson wasn't liked by Boston fans. I think that's why Kobe... Uh, was hated by millions of of people out there, and he had his naysayers and those who doubted him. It's because they were competitors. They weren't out there to be your friend. Mm -hmm. You know, basketball was priority, not the lifestyle that came with basketball, not going out partying all the time, uh, not being, um, you know, in a popularity contest. It wasn't about that. At the end of the day, it was about winning championships. Yep. Just today, like behind me. Right there. Right. Today, because there's so much money involved in the business, mm-hmm. it's not about championships anymore, I feel like. I feel like a lot of these players are just in it for the show, for the for the fame, you know, for the popularity, and, and for the money, you know. And it's just not the same. The game is just not as physical as it used to be. Um, you know, players are soft today. Um, Thank you. They're yes. Gonna, they're lackadaisical. And nobody plays defense anymore. That's why any player could average 70, 70 points in a ball game. Yep. Or they could put up 50 points in a ball game. When Michael Jordan was doing it, it was a different era. It was contrasting rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the game was more physical. You can't really compare eras. That's where people make their mistake. They, yep. com- they often compare eras and we can't do that you just can't do that because every player is unique in their own way and they each player comes up in a different era now is lebron james the best player in in his generation sure but kobe was the best player in his generation and then before that before that era you had michael jordan who was the best in his generation you want to go back then you had magic johnson and you go you keep going on you had julius Irving, so it's always a player who's going to take over the league in each generation. That's just how it works. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, just like when LeBron retires and maybe Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, these guys, Stephen Curry, um, Stephen Curry will be up there, but he won't take over. But you got guys like Devin Booker might come up. You know, he has that code mentality, man. I feel like if he's, he's nice. on a different, I feel like if he's on a different team, let's say the Knicks. The Lakers, nice. maybe even uh, Sacramento, because Sacramento needs to get back in the real and see. You know, maybe he, he needs to get away from Phoenix. You know, I just feel like Devin Booker. I don't know. Devin Booker has that Kobe Bryant mentality, man. He yep. has that Kobe Bryant mentality. He doesn't buddy-buddy. But speaking of buddy-buddy, man, the person that I feel like needs to stop with this dancing around, Kyle Kuzma, man, you're a great player. You need to stop TikToking. You need to get in the, I know you do workouts and play basketball, but sometimes you don't take the game seriously. That's what I see, you know. That, that's how I see it. Maybe we're just old school mentality, man. You know, Kobe don't play that. Kobe don't yeah. play that. Jordan don't play that. You know, like let's say if Jordan and Kobe were in this era, oh, my God, 30, 40 points a night, you know, it would be unstoppable, you know. And everybody's like, oh, this era is more physical. People I talk to, I'm like, no, it's not 90s. No, it's not. Michael Jordan had to go through Larry Bird, T-shirt, Bad Boys Pistons, and the Knicks and the Hornets back then. He had it rough. Us, like – Everybody's talking about LeBron had it easier. He did, and the East East was trash, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, oh, he, when he goes to the West, it's going to be hard. He went to the West first year, got injured, came back. We're 49 and 14. And it's just crazy how that LeBron gets hated on so much because I, I'm going to keep it real. I used to hate LeBron, but he's a Laker. We got to embrace him. We got to embrace him. We got to embrace him. And let me ask you this. Let me throw you a curveball. This is your opinion. If we don't win any championships with LeBron, would that impact his legacy in your opinion? Well, this year, it's not his fault mm-hmm. uh, because of this pandemic. So I feel like that would be un- unjust to say mm-hmm. um, because this is the year that the Lakers were en route to win a championship. Yep. You look at the record that they have, 49 and 14, they were dominating. They they had got hot at the right time. Um, I felt like they finally had found their rhythm. And then the NBA gets canceled, you know. So it kind of, it kind of, you know, looks bad on the Lakers, but it's not their fault at all mm-hmm. that it happened, you know. And the year before last, it was just the team was just, you know, mm-hmm. in so much dysfunction. You know, yeah. there was just a lot of chaos around the organization. You know, you had issues in the front office. Um, you know, you had uh, a, a, a guy who couldn't, you know, get the team over the hump. I'm talking about Luke Walton, you know. <laughs> oh, and, man. and so and so it was just a lot going on. And, you know, people wanted to place the blame on LeBron, me being one of them. You know, I said that he was destroying team chemistry. Obviously, I was wrong. I think he needed help. I think he saw that. So I think he wasn't being as aggressive on his body. You you got to remember, he suffered an injury, and he wasn't going to play hard because he wasn't going to do it alone. He needed help, and the Lakers got him help. They brought Anthony Davis over. So, no, I don't think it would be that much of an impact to his legacy. Uh, I, I think would it affect his a legacy a bit? Maybe if he doesn't win a championship in L.A. I wrote a column that, mm. you know uh, – his legacy will either it, it lives or die in LA. You yeah, remember man. that column that I wrote? Yeah. You know, so I think he does have to win at least one championship. You yeah. know, uh, um, at least one. For me, man, I feel like if he doesn't win, Laker fans are gonna hold that over for him. But for me, I'll just be like, no, we didn't get it done. There's a failed experience. Let's go get somebody. Let's keep eighty. Let's go get Yantasan but Let's try something else. But we gotta win it. If the season does come back, hopefully it does. We have to win it because Golden State is reloading. They have they have potentially that number one pick. Clay, Draymond, they can use that pick, trade for another person. You know, maybe even a Carl Anthony Towns. You never know. So I feel like the Lakers. And, and is- I, w- I, w- I might add this. Yeah, yeah. The Sacramento Kings, people are, are not talking about them much right now. But I think De'Aaron Fox and 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 Buddy Hill yeah, and Bradley. are going to be a great backcourt tandem yeah in the future don't don't look past them because i think you know give them a few more years to develop i think they're going to be something to watch and you know i i think there's a number of teams in the west that's going to get good you you got luca and dallas yes you know um the houston rockets are going to be there but i think the lakers can overpower them Mm -hmm. um Mm. for the simple fact that houston doesn't really play defense well and another team 
and, and right, but they really don't. They, yeah. They're all offense. Yeah. You look at James Harden and you look at Russell Westbrook, those guys just like to jack up a ton of shots. And then you have the giver Nuggets, mm. who, who a lot of people don't really talk about. And that's probably because they're a small market team in a city like Denver, Colorado. Mm. But you got Jamal Murray. You got guys on that team that could ball. And, and don't forget the fact that they have a really good coach in Mike Malone, who has really done a tremendous job since he's gotten there, um, coaching that team, uh, helping those players develop and, you know, helping those players uh, um, polish their games. So it's amazing uh, what we're seeing in the Western Conference. So I think the Lakers um, are going to have to get stronger with their bench. I think their bench has got to get a little stronger. They already have the superstar talent with LeBron James. But here's a question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Do we resign Anthony Davis? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, why wouldn't he want to resign with the Lakers? I know there's a speculation in Chicago. You know, if he leaves Lakers for Chicago, I'm going to be like, okay, he wants to be around his own team. He wants to be home. But if you leave LeBron, leave this Lakers legacy, I will lose respect for you. Anthony Davis, if you're watching this, if you leave Lakers, which you probably won't, but if you do, I'll lose a little bit of respect for you, man. You can't leave us high and dry like that. I know a lot of haters are going to say, oh, that's what the consequences were for getting up Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. Speaking of them, they're talented. They're playing at the highest level. The Pelicans are going to be talented next year. But if AD leaves, we can't. I'm going to be like, you know what? You weren't a Laker anyway. Let's go. I'm ready. I want to get somebody that wants to be a Laker, not just stay here for a couple months and bounce. I don't want to do that again with Dwight Howard again. Hell no. I think he's committed to this team. I think he realizes uh, how much loyalty they've shown him mm -hmm. since he's gotten here. I think he likes uh, being in Southern California. I think he also likes the fact now that he could actually contend for a championship, yep. something he couldn't do in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. um, it's totally different. Somebody the other day uh, bought up Dwight Howard and said to me that Dwight Howard left LA the first time around. Mm -hmm. um, he left in free agency and I said well that's because Kobe Bryant didn't get along with him. Um, Dwight Howard didn't like Kobe. He was never committed to playing here and people forgot that his preferred destination was to play in Brooklyn. It, oh, was, yeah. never to, it was never to join the Lakers. He, he never had the intent of becoming a Laker. And I think the pressure kind of got to him uh, being, being a Laker. You know, you having to play in the footsteps of so many dominant centers that came before you, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, Shaquille O'Neal, you name it, the list goes on. You know, so I think the pressure kind of ramped up a bit. And, you know, he said, you know what, I can't, I can't handle it here. Hey, the weather's nice. Um, the, the scenery here is beautiful, but I got to go. I got to take my talents to Houston now and join James Hardy. How did that work out? Uh, he ended up back with the Lakers <laughs> later on in his career. But that's the thing, but though. I think, I think it's different for mm -hmm. Anthony Davis. I think it's totally different for Anthony Davis. I think he likes it here. Um, I think he wants to be a Laker. Mm -hmm. He even said months ago, wherever team he gets traded to, he plans on signing long term. Yeah, I remember that too. I remember he was going to like opt out and like resign because if he gets a contract now, it's a little bit for less, but he can get that super right. max. But He's here's smart. the thing about Dwight Howard. Um, Dwight Howard had to go through all that stuff. He went through different teams and um, 
feel like he realized he made a mistake by leaving the Lakers the first time. Mm-hmm. And he went through all that stuff. And now he's more – sometimes he'll joke around, but you don't see that like, oh, dancing like he used to. He's more in focus. He's more engaged on defensive end, offensive end. He, like he's, he has mindsets changed. Uh, that's what I feel from Dwight Howard. I mean, Dwight Howard's talented. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want him to come back. If he does come back, cool. Maybe we can let JaVale McGee go, let Dwight start, maybe get Cousins back, and let's get this team going. Because if the Lakers win the championship again, we re-sign Dwight, we re-sign Boogie, AD, our front line's going to be scary. Oh, yes. It's going to be terrorizing in that front court for uh, many teams that face the Lakers. Um, yeah, that, that would be nice to see, actually. But I like what Dwight Howard – has done uh, since rejoining the Lakers. Man, uh, you talk about a ferocious beast. Wow. He he looked – when he joined the Lakers this time around, he looked like that dominant center that we saw in Orlando. Yep, I totally agree. In the early phase of yep. his NBA career. But that's the thing, though, like that – that because the injury happened and we got hard, I don't know if he would have been a Laker if that injury didn't happen. So I there, think there's like a it. possibility, yes, he probably wouldn't. Everything else for a reason, because I know the Clippers were talking to him, the Clippers, and then I think uh, Utah, I believe. I gotta go look back, but I remember then those were the two teams. But everything else for a reason, man. But that sucks that cousin got injured. You know, hopefully resign him, in. and we do need a point guard. So I think we should go try to go get Derrick Rose next year. You know, everybody said, "Oh, Derrick Rose won't work." Yeah, well, Frank Vogel's a great coach. He will put him in the spot. Yeah. You know, everybody. Doesn't get Frank Vogel a lot of credit. Because I remember once we forgot Frank Vogel, Stephen A. Smith said, it's not going to work. He's going to be out of there in two years. Jason Kidd's job. We're 49 and 14. And know what you say, Stephen A. Smith? You're giving him praise now. A lot of the media was giving the Lakers a lot of disrespectful stuff. I stick through thick and thin with this organization. I was very positive with Jeannie Buss, the front office, just preaching positivity, man. And I let Rob Plinko go through his growing pains with Magic Johnson and stuff. Them two had their issues. We learned from it. And now look at us. You notice that. We're not in the sports. We're still in the media, but when there's no stories out about us. You know how last year with Magic and stuff, there's always something yep. every other day with quiet. You know why? Because I feel like the Lakers and the owners and stuff are like, okay, let's keep everything in-house. Don't leak anything. If we need to figure something out, we'll do it behind the scenes. No cameras, no nothing. And that's good as an organization. I feel like like the Spurs, you never really see Spurs, but you have with the Kawhi Leonard situation. That was kind of weird. Them being in the new news and the media, every time that's weird. Spurs are not normally like that. So the Lakers probably, okay, we're going to stay out of the media this year. And they have stayed out of it. No drama, no nothing. You right. know, it's crazy how uh, winning and, solves and everything, man. Winning solves it all together, too. Winning solves everything. It yeah. baffled me that people said what they said yeah. about Frank Vogel. They basically doubted him. And if you look at his track record, if you do your research, yep. you'll see that he led. The Indiana Pacers, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. to two consecutive, it, it was two consecutive yep, yep. conference finals yep. in the East. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not. That's not a bad coach. No, the only not. reason, the only reason he fell miserably in Orlando, Florida, is because he didn't have the talent to coach. Thank you. I would told my friend that yesterday. The same thing. You could put Phil Jackson on that team, and Phil Jackson's gonna fail. Yep, because you have to have star talent. You know, like you the have Orlando's. To have star talent. Yep, Orlando. I don't know. They may get the number one pick and get the ball brother. You never know. But anyway, and yeah. Considering what he did in Indiana, yeah. it was it was amazing because 
he didn't even have really superstar talent on that team. No, he, he, had, had, he had basically role players. He had Roy Hibbert, David West, David Lance Stevenson, George Hill. Yeah. Those um, were all basically role players. Uh, what's number 50, uh, Tyler Hansborough? Yep. Because I'm they they gave mommy run for the money because I thought they were gonna win the series once but like feel like when Paul George dunked on Chris Anderson okay the series has changed Indiana got but LeBron made the game winning layup with the left hand take right. Paul George out so it's Rainbow was talented we got a great coaching staff Lionel Hollins Jason yep. Kidd Phil Handy the mm-hmm. assistant coach it's just, just this Laker team is championship ready and whatever and they're the, all defensive minded yep, coaches yep and AD's holding LeBron so this team is talented and. I was talking to Clipper Darrell about the Lakers and Clippers. He thinks that um, the Lakers can't match up with the Clippers. I think we can because we got size. Who's going to guard AD in the post on the Clippers? Montrezl Harold? No. Of course he will say that. Montrezl Harold? No. Vita Zubak? No. Jermichael Green? No. When we play them, you know who's a liability on defense? Lou Williams because LeBron would or tell Patrick, not Patrick Beverly, um, Avery Bradley comes at a screen, then Lou Williams will have to come over, and then LeBron would go right by, and then they'll throw it to the corner. Danny Green, boom. So it's just crazy how we can beat the Clippers. The first two games, we didn't execute well. And I said that. We didn't execute well. We'll get it once we beat them. As soon as we beat them, oh, it's 2-1. I just want to play the Clippers fully healthy in the playoff series, seven-game series, and when we win, nobody yeah, can Clipper, say anything. Clipper, man, Clipper Darrell is just showing his uh, bias there, man. I, I don't think in a seven-game series the Lakers could beat them. I mean, it'll be a close – hard-fought series, no doubt about it, because mm-hmm. you can't overlook what the Clippers got over there. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, they I have understand. superstar talent with yeah. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, Yeah, and when they're fully healthy, they're good. Yeah, we, we they're just beat when they're fully healthy. We just beat them when they're fully healthy before all this. We just beat them? Yep. Yes, we did. So, the Lakers made a loud statement with that yep. victory, and yes. then before that, they beat the Milwaukee Bucks. And you know what they said? The media doesn't count. It's not regular season. But when we lost to them early in the year, oh, the Lakers are a dysfunctional team. When we lose, oh, I just feel like when we win, it's an excuse. But when we lose, oh, it doesn't – like, they just get bashed on so much. And that's why I want to win this championship so bad because I have a lot of things going to come out. Like, you're going to see a video. You're going to see a video on YouTube when the Lakers they win the championship. They hate us because they can't be us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie. I forgot what that movie was when he said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, know, I know what you're talking about. But overall, <laughs> it, it's just crazy. But people listening on the podcast, um, I got Jonathan Mathis on from Sports Chronicle. We're talking about hey. we're talking about the documentary, The Last Dance and Lakers. So overall, if the season does come back, how do you want the playoff format? One through eight, or just like regular back to college I would think playoffs? It would, I would think it would have to go straight to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, sorry for the teams that got robbed that yeah. might have had a chance to get that eight seed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, life's unfair. You you can't make everyone happy all the time, you know? And, yeah. you know, your argument could be, well, maybe you guys should have started off uh, hot to begin the season and you wouldn't be in that predicament. But I think you start you start with the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You, you keep all you, – you keep it one through eight, mm-hmm. you know, because that's how the playoffs is. You know, you already have people saying, like Shaq, he came out and said it would be an abstract. Asterisk, yeah, um, I saw that. It's like, come on, why are you going to say that? It's like, yeah, why would you say that? I mean, you, you didn't, I mean, we didn't hear that when the Spurs won in 1999 when they had a short season. Yeah. You know, yeah. No but, one said anything about that. 
maybe Shaq's just old school and has to like they just gotta yeah. win it through the regular season playoffs. But, it, but if we win it, if we win it, and we got the rings, because if we win a championship, I'm gonna get a replica ring. I'm gonna get a replica ring and a replica trophy, and we deserve it. We deserve it. 17 right here. We do. We do. I think why the NBA is not coming back as of right now. Yeah. And it could change any day now. Yep. But why they are not coming back is because of this pandemic. Yeah. But it's it's mainly because they don't have enough tests yeah. for all of the NBA players. They don't they don't they don't necessarily care about playing in an empty arena. No, they don't. They don't they they don't really care about that. They even talked about the site possibly being Disney World, which I'm okay with. Me because too. you keep the players defined in one sports complex, basically, because, you know, Orlando has that Disney World sports complex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you will basically just have the players going back and forth from the team hotel where they'll all be staying in the same hotel. And then you'll have the temperature check as they uh, leave and as they come in, or I guess as they come in. I, yeah. I think it'll make more sense to have them have their temperatures checked as they enter the building. And then, you know, you make them change their, their clothes, that kind of thing, and get into their sports attire, you know. And it make life a lot easier if they did it like that. I think that's how they're planning on doing it. Hand sanitizing stations. Uh, spacing out the weight room yeah. if they have to. Uh, yeah. They might even have to give the, the, in, the person who's inbounding the basketball a glove. You know. If it needs to happen, let's run it. But <clears throat> I have my bus picking me up tomorrow, and after where they so they called me and said, "Oh, if you're picking you up tomorrow, eleven thirty, you gotta wear a mask." And I'm wearing this one tomorrow. Nice. There you go. Yeah. So it's weird. Like I have to wear gloves and I carry hand sanitizer. It's just weird, you know. And I'm gonna keep it real. Like ever since Kobe passed, the stuff, the you know, soon as boom. Yeah, the world has taken a major hit. Um, yeah. And and I mean, it was a hard hit too. Because yeah. um, now this is the new normal, you know, and it, it might come down to where players might have to wear a mask it's, while they're playing basketball. That's have the thing you though. seen some of the Have you seen some of the memes where they no. got them in the contaminating shoot suits? And no, stuff? I don't. I don't <laughs> see that. <laughs> they said when the NBA playoffs return, they showed the picture of LeBron in a contaminating shoot no. suit. <laughs> hey, and, maybe, and the white dang, that's crazy. But yeah, overall. Um, if we need to do that, let's get it done. I'm, I'm just, I'm old school basketball is cool, 90s, 2000s, but I want to see basketball back and baseball. Did you see that news about them coming back in July? Yeah, they they're aiming for um, a possible uh, start date January, no January, July 4th. Hey, perfect July. timing. You know, that's my that's when my brother's gonna come. That's right. when my brother's gonna come down. He says he's gonna come out in July. So if you're quarantined, like we probably will be, yeah, then you could put some meat on the grill in your backyard. Drink a beer. And watch some baseball. You and drink. have a nice cold beer. There yep. you go. Problem my, solved. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm excited by NFL too, but for us as a Charger fan, we're used to it with no fans, so I'll be okay with it. <laughs> hey, but I am though, because hey, yeah, the Rams are used to uh, opposing uh, teams fans showing up. More than they are their own fans, too. Yeah, but it's overall, man. We'll see what happens. But I want to thank you, Jonathan Mathis, for being on here. So go ahead and give, no out, social, give out your social media so they can follow you. I'm going to put all the links in the description. So go ahead and give yeah, out your social media. I sure will. Okay, everyone, you guys can follow me on 
Twitter. I'm not there much, so I don't think you would want to follow me there, but I'll give it to you anyway. Sports Judge 85 on Twitter. That's my Twitter handle. And you can also follow me on Instagram, which will probably be a better place, and it's the same. Sports Judge 85. And you can follow me on Facebook where I'm mostly active. Follow my fan page. You guys should follow the SoCal Chronicle fan page. And Big Baby Jonathan posted stuff there too. So you guys are more than welcome to, you know, click the like button, give it a thumbs up, and say hi to me. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. All right, man. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll have this out in a little bit, man. Take care. All right.